Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. We're going to get right to it. We have a an incredibly powerful program uh, planned out for you today with a very special guest. There's going to be a few topics. Uh, it's not going to be a singular topic on today's program, so you're going to want to watch until the very end. Today, we have special guest Michael Snyder with us here today. Michael Snyder is the author of numerous books, including Lost Prophecies of the Future of America and Seven Year Apocalypse. He has been a frequent guest on major radio and television shows all over the nation, and his websites have been viewed more than 100 million times. Michael's articles are also republished on dozens of other major websites, and these include some of the biggest alternative news websites on the entire planet. Michael, thank you for joining me on the program today. Uh, thank you for having me on, Zach. It's a, a great privilege to be uh, with you. Uh, uh, we uh, love your show. Listen, let's get right to it. We've done shows, I've done shows with the late prophet John Paul Jackson. And we were talking this week that something incredibly important may be on the horizon and no one is talking about it. Let's jump right to it. What did John Paul Jackson say in 2011 and how might it point to Hurricane Hillary? Yeah, this is so important, uh, Zach, because I believe we just got a major prophetic warning, something that me and my wife, we've been waiting for literally for years but most people don't know about it, and, and certainly hardly anyone out there is talking about this. But uh, uh, a few days ago, I posted on my website uh, something that John Paul Jackson shared all the way back in, in 2011. He had a supernatural experience with God, and he was shown back all the way back then, while he was still alive, that someday there would be this great storm that would come to California. And he didn't know quite how to describe it because what he saw, he said it, to him, it looked like either a hurricane of incredible force or a storm of incredible force. And so he said the storm is going to come in, but that storm was not the main event of, of, of what he saw. The storm was meant as a sign. And now when he shared this back in 2011, it, you know, it was some people kind of mocked him because California doesn't get hit by hurricanes. It doesn't get hit by tropical storms. In fact, the last time a storm got to California and was still a tropical storm over the state of California was in 1939, 84 years ago. So we're talking about things that, you know, I haven't seen in my lifetime. You haven't seen in your lifetime. Extremely, extremely rare. But John Paul Jackson saw that once this storm hits, that that's going to be the sign, that basically the final sign before the big one comes. The big one hits California. He says it's going to devastate. It's, he says it's going to permanently alter the geography of the state of California and that you won't want to be living anywhere in California after this happens. Now, of course, he's not the only one that's seen this. As I documented in Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, so many men and women of God with proven track records all over the world have seen this great disaster, this great earthquake, which is literally after it happens, some parts of California that are above ground today are going to be under the water. 
uh, you know, after this happens. It's literally the, the shape of the state is going to completely change. Many people have seen this, but John Paul Jackson saw that this storm, that's the warning. That's your final warning. Now, we don't know the interval between whether it's going to be days or weeks or months or years between the storm and the uh, the earthquake, but he saw this. And so so we get to Hurricane uh, Hurricane Hillary, which started off as a Category 4 storm, kind of came up the Pacific toward California, made landfall in Baja, and then it, 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 it came up to California. It started over the Inland Empire area, but then, Zach, it made a really, really unusual turn, okay? Mm. It, it made a turn from the Inland Empire all the way it made this weird turn, which took it right over the heart of Los Angeles. So on that Sunday at 5 p.m., it was over the Inland Empire. By 8 p.m., it was over Compton. Compton, uh, right there, right in the heart of Los Angeles. And, you know, just battered Southern California. You've probably seen, and uh, the viewers have seen images of Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium ended up being surrounded by water, you know, kind of looked like a little island. You know, people saw that. Now that water kind of drained pretty rapidly, but other areas, you go up near Palm Springs, the city of Cathedral. This storm was so powerful that people got up on Monday morning, they were gonna go to school or work or whatever. Well, they got up on Monday morning, Zach, and people literally could not get out of their homes because the, the, the rains had brought mud and sand and so there was so much of it and it flowed through the, this little uh, city of cathedral so rapidly that people could literally not get out of their homes firefighters were going from home to home to help people get out of their houses because they were literally trapped by mud and sand and you were saying this this is not something that is a yearly recurring theme in california did you say that the last time there was a tropical storm in california it was 1939? Yeah, that's correct, Zach. 1939, so we're talking about 84 years ago. And the last time there was actual hurricane to make landfall in California, still as a hurricane, was 1858. So this is, you know, uh, uh, Florida and the East Coast, they get a lot of hurricanes, but California, this is something that really does not happen. So, no. you know, God gave John Paul Jackson a very unusual sign to watch for, and that would be kind of the final warning. Of course, we've had warnings for decades. Men and women of God have prophesied, have had supernatural experiences in, during which they've been shown things that will happen to California, including this great, great earthquake along the West Coast. And, and so we've been warned. And this is what God, before God brings judgment on a nation or before he brings major, major, major events where lots and lots of people will die, he will often send multiple warnings, and he has. But now this represents what is, uh, I believe, meant to be the final warning. That doesn't mean it's gonna the earthquake's gonna happen tomorrow. Hopefully, there's more time for people to hear the warnings, to spread the warnings. First of all, hear the warnings, and then get out if people want to get out. But I believe that this was what John Paul Jackson saw. I believe that this was the final warning, and so now there's nothing holding back. The big one, the big one, I mean, we're talking about far bigger than anything California's ever seen before, uh, changing the geography of the state. There's nothing holding that back now, Zach. You know, and people, like you said, people have, don't understand 
right now. America, I believe, is under judgment. And the precedence that is set out in the Word of God is that judgment often does start on the borders of a country. And I believe that this very well could be the last final event before God sends his final judgment upon America. Do you, do you think that, to sum up this section, what, what message do you believe God wants the people of California to hear right now? And what can they do? What should be done? Yeah, well, I believe this is God's mercy because he could have just picked a point and said, California is so evil, I'm hitting it, there's going to be no warning. But God in his mercy gives us warnings. Throughout scripture, there's warnings. And in modern times, there have been countless warnings. So God has warned California over and over again. Now, this is a this is a, a huge warning, a final warning. But, Zach, who knows about this? You know, I just did a, 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 a taping with another major show yesterday, one of the biggest shows on Christian television. They, Before I, I told them about this, they had no idea about this warning, even though they are familiar with John Paul Jackson. They didn't know about it. Nobody seems to know about this warning. And other than myself, I don't know anyone that's been talking about this. Uh, but this should be, people need to know. So if people out there, have relatives or friends or people they know in California, share this warning, share this message with them so that they can at least know. Of course, most people are not going to listen in California. Most people in California have, are, have no interest in such warnings. But it's our job, if we, like it says in the book of Ezekiel, if we see disaster coming, it's our responsibility, our duty to warn the people so they can have a choice, so they can have, so they can decide what to do so we need to get this warning out to as many people as possible while we still can. You know, and this is the thing is that this is a, a, a geological event. You know, this is not, this is not coming from a, a political place. This is the weather. God controls the weather. You know, another thing that God controls is, is, is the stars, is the sun, is the moon, is the heavens. There's another interesting thing that's happening. There are, there are three upcoming eclipses that seem to form an interesting pattern. Uh, can you tell us about that and, and how this could even coincide, how this, how, how this all connects with the great eclipse of even 2017? Yeah, uh, Zach, I believe this is another major prophetic warning. And the Bible even tells us, Jesus told us, there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars, right? And in order to have an eclipse, the sun and moon have to be involved, okay? So, uh, but uh, we, there's these three eclipses which are combining to, to make, do something remarkable. But the first one, as you mentioned, was back in 2017. If you remember the Great American Eclipse, it was a really, really big deal. Oh, yeah. OK, and went all the way across the country. And if you look at the path of the eclipse and I've got photos of this on my website, it goes uh, from uh, it went from across the country, from South Carolina, all the way across the country to Oregon. And so people took time off. They made trips to go to be in the path of the yes. eclipse. So they had a, they could view it. And it was a really big deal uh, at that time in 2017. And then at that time, we knew seven years later, another great American eclipse was going to cross America, you know, from the Northeast down through uh, Texas. Uh, you know, that that's how the path of the eclipse would would cross. 
And so that's and your people once again are making plans to go out and see that that's on April 8th, 2024. And we'll get back to that in a moment. That date is important. Uh, and so those two together form a giant X over America. And, and many people have heard about this before, but the giant X across America and the very center of that X is just happens to be right on the New Madrid fault zone. Oh my which we goodness. know someday there'll be a giant earthquake along right along New Madrid fault zone, which will uh, divide America, literally cut North America in half, dividing the country and forming a new body of water. And also, you know, people to understand that, you know, this, this, the New Madrid fault, how you were saying it completely would divide America into two totally different sections. And, and another thing that, that, that people don't understand is that it would make much of the country completely uninhabitable. You know, whenever you think about what took place uh, with the nuclear reactor because of the, uh, what happened in, in 2011 in Fukushima, right? With the nuclear meltdown and rendering much of that area totally uninhabitable for a hundred years. And I don't know the exact amount, but I know that there are over a dozen nuclear reactors along the New Madrid fault line as well. Oh, it's true, Zach. So that would be just add to the disaster and make it far worse. You know, all those nuclear reactors all of a sudden are destroyed and they're releasing radioactive material. But yeah, you know, so many people have seen, once again, this is a disaster that so many people have been shown in supernatural experiences with God that will happen someday where this new body of water, you won't literally, you won't be able to drive across it because there'll be a new body, a very large body of water from the Gulf of Mexico all the way down uh, I mean, all the, from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. So that that's coming, and it's very just interesting that this X, the exact center of it, forms right over that fault. Now, if you put an X over something, what does that mean? Is it finished? X is marks the spot. Yeah, X marks the spot, or or if I have something on a list, I X it off. It means it's finished, it's done, or it's something bad. You know, so that's kind of ominous all by itself, right there. Okay, and I don't believe uh, on April 8th that there's going to be this earthquake. I, be I believe it's going to come later because some other things have to happen first. Uh, uh, so I don't think that's the date of the earthquake. I want to make that very clear. But it's just interesting that it's right over that New Madrid fault line. But then there's a third eclipse, which is coming up this year, later this year in, in, in October. So it's coming up quickly, Zach. On October 14th, 2023, there's another eclipse, which is uh, if you look at the path of the eclipse from uh, Texas all the way up through Oregon. And uh, if you put the paths of all three of these eclipses on a map, and, and you can see this on my website or on my Substack, michaeltsnyder.substack.com, it, it forms a very unique figure. In fact, if you look at it, it forms an aleph, not an aleph as we know it in modern Hebrew today, but in original Hebrew, Paleo Hebrew. If you go back to the time of the of the, the Old Testament, the Torah, the the the, the kind of the letters they used then, it, it's it, it it forms what looks like an aleph. People saw this and they say it's an aleph, which is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Now. And, and, and so what could that mean? Well, if you go to the book of Revelation, Jesus told us multiple times that he's the Alpha and he's and the, the Omega, omega mm -hmm. right? 
Now, when Jesus originally had this conversation with the Apostle John in the book of Revelation, he wouldn't have spoken to him in Greek. Like today, if Jesus appears to people, he speaks to people in English, if, if he's speaking yes. to someone in the English-speaking world, uh, right? So at that time, John spoke Hebrew. So I believe they would have had this conversation in Hebrew. And so Jesus, instead of saying, hey, I'm the uh, first and last letter of the Greek alphabet, the Alpha and the Omega, he would have said, I am the Aleph and the and yes. the top the first and last letters of the hebrew alphabet so and jesus said this more than once in the book of revelation and so it, it all of a sudden there's this aleph over america which is kind of jesus says i'm the aleph and the top i find that to be extremely interesting and then here's the kicker zach here's the kicker the x over america which we talked about will be completed by the eclipse on april 8th 2024 and the aleph over america will not be completed until the third eclipse comes on april 8th 2024 so both the x and the aleph will be completed over america oh on april 8th 2024. now that oh date is the very first day of the first month of the year on god's calendar Oh, not my. on our calendar, because and, and that's another life. thing that whenever you whenever you study these eclipses, these major even blood moons of the past thousands of years, they have always, uh, whenever there is a major event, and especially a major event that deals with with Israel or, or God's people, you'll notice that there's always been an eclipse because God uses the stars, the sun and moon, like you said in the beginning, to mark these significant dates. And you're telling us that the third final eclipse, it ends on the very first day of the Hebrew calendar or the very beginning of the, uh, of the Hebrew calendar? That's, that's correct. So on the first day of the, of the next biblical year that starts on April 8th, 2024, that's day one of month one of the Hebrew calendar, of the biblical calendar. So is God in some way marking that? I was astounded when I discovered this because I had heard about this X and then someone told me about this Aleph. And then I said, I got to look up this date. And I discovered this is the first day of the year on God's calendar, not on our calendar. Oh God doesn't use our calendar, but it's on the first day of the year. So in some way, is God marking the first day of this upcoming year as some important threshold? Oh, once again, I want to stress, I don't think any particular event may or may not happen on that day. Uh, in fact, I think it's very likely that nothing particular may happen on that particular date. But is he marking the year by putting it on the first day of the year? Is he saying this year is significant? This year is some sort of threshold? I don't know. You know, all we can kind of do is speculate at this point. But it seems to me that God in the heavens has marked this upcoming year on his calendar as special in some way or form. You know, this is so fascinating, and I and I think that, you know, and I appreciate you even coming on the program today to talk about these things, because, you know, with with right now in the first, you know, Republican debate and, and uh, uh, Tucker Carlson on X, formerly Twitter, interviewing um, former President Donald Trump, and by the way, that was actually the most watched uh, television interview in the history of ever. Uh, the previous one was actually with Tucker Carlson interviewing Andrew Tate had like 91 million views. When I looked at that interview this morning with him and Donald Trump, it had nearly 260 million views. And I think it's important because God, God can and will use men in office to his means. 
But I think that even in the election cycle, we get so focused, and I do too, because politics are important, that we lose sight of the bigger picture, like what's happening in the heavens, what is God doing throughout the entire world? And I appreciate you talking about how, you know, from Hurricane Hillary to these great eclipses, it it reminds us that that God isn't just focused on one arena of the world, but he's focused on the entire world. So, wow, this is uh, this is so interesting. It's, before I go to the next topic, was there anything more about that eclipse? I think you, I think you made the point that though something may not happen on the eighth of April, uh, it, that was the date, right? A- April eighth. Yeah, it's April eighth, twenty twenty four. And so I don't want people to look at that date as oh, is is an earthquake going to happen? Is some specific event going to happen? I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's what we should be watching for. I don't think that's the message of these eclipses, with it being on the first day of the of the of the first month of the year. I think what God may be trying to say is this year is special in some way, or is a threshold, or is a a turning point, or something about the year on God's calendar. Since it's on the first day of the year, when you mark the first day of the year, I think you're 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 marking the year. Something about the year is special. So that's my, that's just my opinion. Do you that's think it's my... a good turn or it's an ominous turn? Well, I think it's an ominous sign. I think it's a very mm-hmm. ominous sign. I think I think we've arrived at that the point. Where I mean, we're right, right on the verge of the judgment of, of God on America. I mean, just about every form of evil and sin that you can possibly imagine is absolutely exploding in our society today. I mean, the only way that only hope America had would have been national repentance. And we haven't seen that. Yes. Instead, we just continue to race into sin, not, not every form of sin that you can imagine. And uh, I mean, and, and you look at you know, support for gay marriage has gone from 11 percent in 1988 to that's right uh, about 70 percent today all-time record high you look at unbelievable uh, support for roe versus wade has actually increased since roe versus wade was overturned about 70 percent of americans support roe versus wade uh you know and it's only uh, uh, polls have found less than 15 percent between 10 and 15 percent of americans want abortion to be illegal in all circumstances everyone Almost everyone else in the country wants abortion to be legal under at least some circumstances, whether it's six weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, in tw- 12 weeks, you know, almost all abortions yes. are performed within 12 weeks. But and what, the and, bottom line is there hasn't been national repentance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we so we're racing toward judgment. And now here come these signs, which I believe are pointing to judgment. That's right. And from the issue of life from the perversity of the LGBT, you know, LMNOP and the the trans uh, community forcing things within our schools and our libraries upon our, our children. You know, it, it just shows us a sign that, that people have been given up, as the scripture say, says, to a debased, mind, to a delusional mind, to a reprobate mind. And the only singular thing that could fix any of this is national repentance. And in Deuteronomy, it speaks about the blessings of a country that hear and obey God's commands and the curses of that same people or country that turn away from God's commands. And one of those cursings 
is that uh, there's many, there's over 50, but one of them is that he will bring a nation from afar, a, a fierce people in whom's language you do not understand. So we know this isn't talking about from afar. This isn't Canada. This isn't, this isn't Mexico. I, I think that God will, could also send judgment through a fierce people from afar to America, and that being China. I want to talk about war. When do you think China will invade Taiwan? I, you know, just this Wednesday, the U.S. Uh, here's the article: U.S. approves 500 million arms sale to Taiwan. When do you think China will invade Taiwan? Well, that's a great question, uh, Zach, because I believe it's coming, and it's interesting because for years and years and years, you know all the way back when I uh, published uh, Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, which so many people have seen, there will be eventually war between the United States and China. And then long before that, I was warning people, I was saying there's going to be war between the United States and China. People thought I was crazy. People thought it was nuts, Zach, because they said, no, China is our friend. Ch our stores are filled with products from, from China. Why would we ever go to war with China? That doesn't make sense at all. But now we're getting to the point where our generals are testifying in front of Congress. They're saying, yeah, war yes. with China is coming. And the yeah. moment China invades Taiwan, we're going to be at war with China. People need to understand that. The moment it happens, boom, U.S. and China are at war in that instance. And our leaders, our generals, they've done war games. And I've written about this. They've done war games for years of what will happen when that happens. And every single time they play it out, and the U.S. loses. The U.S. loses that the, the conflict over there. Wow. Yeah, and, and it's been happening faster and faster in their war games in terms of a conventional conflict, not, a, not nuclear oh. weapons being involved, but just conventional uh, weapons being used in aircraft and ships and so forth. But they say, yeah, every time, single time we war game this out, we lose. You know, so people, people think the U.S. military is all powerful. It's not. You know, we saw that in Afghanistan very clearly. But and this and what does this mean for the American the people? Apocalypse. What does this look like for us? If, if, if China invades Taiwan, we lose. But what, what does that look like for the average American? Yeah, if it's just a conventional conflict, it'll happen, you know, on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. So for the average American, we're not going to immediately feel the effects so much here. But, the Zach, what, but ultimately... The war with China is so important because Dmitry Dudeman was shown many decades ago that once the United States goes to war with China, Russia will strike without warning. And that will oh, be the time goodness. of the nuclear uh, assault on America by Russia. Okay, oh, so that's another goodness. one of the wars of the apocalypse, which once again documented years ago in Lost Prophecies of the Future of America and beyond that been warning about for years and years and years and years. Someday there'll be a war with Russia. And once again, many years ago, people mocked me and said, Michael, there's never going to be a war with Russia. The Cold War is over. What in the world are you thinking? No, Russia is our friend now. Okay. And so that was the narrative till about 2016. Then everything changed. And now yes. we do have this proxy war with Russia. In that, yes. And that was what I was going to ask you. If we were that close to the end of times, I was going to ask you, how do you see our proxy war with Russia playing out? And I think you're answering it right now. Yeah, Zach, both sides just continue to escalate matters. I've been crying out for peace because 
the people of God, we know how this ends. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well for us. Uh, so I'm just saying, find a way to, to get peace. You know, we don't have to do this. But the whole world's been caught up in war fever. Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of wars. And so, and the Biden administration, people need to understand, Joe Biden is surrounded by the the, uh, the worst all-star team of warmongers in the entire history of our country. And so they just keep kept provoking Russia and, and provoke this war. They just keep provoking China. You know, this arms sale to Taiwan is the latest example. But now, now we hear Ukraine's going to get F-16s. We've already given 44 military aid packages to Ukraine, totaling over $100 billion just in military aid, not counting the other aid. So we keep giving them more and more and more. Meanwhile, we only give $700 to the victims in Hawaii. It's crazy. But we just keep escalating matters in Ukraine because the Biden administration is so determined to win. And the Russians, of course, are determined to win. So it gets more and more intense. Both sides just keep escalating matters. But eventually, what the men and women of God all over the world have been shown, there's going to be nuclear conflict between the United States and Russia. And people need to understand, you know, they think, oh, it's it's mutually assured destruction. You know, it, it, it's it's crazy. No one would ever do that. Well, Russia has the has developed secret super silent submarines, which we can't even track. They're so quiet which they can travel right up to our coastlines. We don't even know that they're there. They can launch our missiles, hit targets within a couple of minutes before we could even get the president out of bed. They're gonna be striking our nuclear missile silos. They're gonna be striking our, our military bases, key strategic targets before we even have a chance to respond. Now, I do believe we would get some missiles off, but the core of our strategic nuclear missile is Minuteman miss missiles, which were put into service in the 1970s, far outdated. The missiles in our subs are a little bit more better. They, they went into service later, but they're still pretty old. But meanwhile, the Russians have developed the most sophisticated anti-missile systems on the entire planet. They had the S-400, they had the A-135, but now they've got the S-500, which is very, very questionable how many missiles are, could even get past those uh, uh, air defense systems to ultimately hit their targets. But the Russians know, and so that's the, my point is the balance of power has very much changed because uh, we don't have any way to intercept Russian missiles. We don't have that capability. So the balance of power has shifted and the Russians know if, if nuclear war becomes inevitable, if they get to that point where they decide it's at that point, they know that they the best chance they have of surviving a nuclear war is to strike first. And that is what yes. they will do. And that's what so many people, whether it's Henry mm -hmm. Gruber, whether it's A.A. A. Allen all the way back in the 1950s, whether it's hordes of people in the modern day, which I've documented, they've seen this coming. They've seen the Russians will strike. And Dmitry Dudeman has seen that it will happen after oh, the U.S. Oh, and China yeah. go to war, which we're getting very, very close to, Zach. Which is, which is on the verge right now. It's just unbelievable. Michael, this is this is sobering material. And, and and all this to say, you you still don't even believe that this is the most imminent war, do you? You believe there's a there's a war that's even more imminent than this, right? I do, I do. Because there's going to be a third war of the apocalypse, which is the Middle East, Israel and Iran, which I think will probably come before. Uh, the other two fully erupt, you know, and we've already we're already seeing a shadow war between Israel and Iran, where Israel is regularly striking 
pro-Iranian targets in Lebanon and Syria. And then, of course, Iran is, is uh, uh, you know, uh, taking over tankers and striking Israeli targets, uh, but they don't necessarily take resp public responsibility for it. And then Israel is, as uh, there's been mystery explosions inside Iran, which everyone knows it's Israel's responsible for. And so, and Iran's nuclear program is getting close to the point of, of being able to potentially produce a nuclear weapon. And so, the things are getting very heated, very tense. And of course, you've got Hezbollah, you've got Hamas, you've got Islamic Jihad, you know, the other enemies of Israel. And there's, and in fact, Israel just had the, the largest uh, incursion into Gaza in a couple decades. And Netanyahu is saying, hey, that's not going to be a one-time thing. We may have to do this more. So things are very, very a full-blown war could erupt in the Middle East uh, at any time. I think 2024 is a year to watch for that. So that's kind of the third war of the apocalypse. Of course, there are other wars. We're in a time of wars and rumors of wars. In Western Africa, wars about to erupt. That, that could erupt before any of them, where we, you know, we had that country, there was a coup, and then because uh, Western economic interests were threatened, uh, they, they were they're pushing other Western African nations to go invade that country. And so that war is about to erupt. I mean, it's war fever all over the world, Zach. Just like Jesus said, wars yes. and rumors of wars, famine, pestilence, natural disasters, they're all here. Michael, I, I, as you were saying this, my spirit was just rising up within me. It, it is a time of, we should be so unbelievably excited. I, I just felt so excited as you were saying these things, because even though these horrible things are coming upon the planet, it means that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that day when he appears coming in the clouds is soon. And that is something that we should all be so unbelievably excited about. Michael, listen, I am so grateful for your interview today. Such amazing content. We didn't get to many of the questions. I do want to say to the audience that whenever all of this is over, I'm going to be asking Michael one more question, a very powerful question uh, that deals with the stock market, but that's only going to be available in the Paul Revere Club. So you want to make sure you sign up for that. Go to ZachTrueShow.com, click that store icon. But before we leave, Michael, where can people at home pick up your content? You write all of the time. Where, what If there were a couple of books that they just have to get that you have written, what are they, where do they get them, and where can they read your material on a weekly basis? Yeah, if people want to get Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, which I've talked about a couple times here, or my latest book, End Times, you can go to Amazon.com yes. and do a search for Michael Snyder, End Times, and it'll pull up my latest book for you. You can find it there on Amazon.com. And then if you want to get my latest updates where I've been writing about the things that I've talked about today, you can get my latest updates right in your email box as soon as I publish them. Go to michaeltsnyder.substack.com. You can subscribe to my Substack and get the latest material as soon as it's published. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much uh, for this interview today. I know the audience will find it fascinating. I hope we can have you back soon. Uh, God bless you, brother. Thank you, Zach. Thank you.